to start. <laughs> You're the host, bro. Come on. Host us. I like to spread the love now. I feel like there's a new day and age with all of us now. Nah, man. You're the host. I like when you host. Did you guys hear guys, we welcome back. music? Week. <laughs> Did you guys hear the music for the second week in a row? Second, second week in a row, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, to the to Slice Podcast to week four of our uh, of our self isolation slash quarantine. Um, it's good to be back again for week two. It's myself Ortega, we've got Gabby, and we've got Shane. So we've got the three amigos, so to speak, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a busy week. We've got <laughs> we've got some the three what. Nothing. You said I just said what you said, amigos. I thought you called us a three man dingoes. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> super flattering. Wow. Uh, I mean, maybe. Oh, uh, that's next but week's podcast. Is the plural of a man mandingo? Is it mandingies? Would we be there's the only, th- three mandingies? There's only one mandingo though. Well, now there's three, so it's the mandingies. I think it's mandongo. <laughs> <Got plural. laughs> That's a little, little wild for me. Is it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back. Um, we have been busy this week. We're doing uh, a couple of different things. I think we, we definitely want to discuss a, cu- a couple of things that we have been waiting quite a while for, and some of us have been waiting for others to finally hop on the bandwagon for us. So we're going to talk a little bit about that this week. Um, but we'll keep let's keep it simple. We're going to get kind of like a weekly update from everybody. So what have you guys been up to? I'll throw it to Gabby first. What have you been up to this week, man? Okay, so this week, uh, I mean, I guess I'll report that I am still going to work, Central Service. Holler, holler at your boy. Um, the, I started, I started, my biggest change for this week is I started Harry Potter movies again. So I haven't watched them in over a decade and I've only watched them once each. So that's been pretty cool watching them again. Um, I'm just recently just finished Goblet of Fire. So tonight I'm going to be watching, uh, what's it called? Order, Order of the Phoenix. I believe that's the next one. And potentially Half Blood Prince, but probably watch that tomorrow. Uh, I trimmed my beard. My quarantine beard has now been officially trimmed. I don't look like Rubus Hagrid anymore. Um, I can tolerate my face. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it anymore. I look like an idiot. Um, I can't wait for you to exclusively speak in Harry Potter references for the next two weeks. Um, but you're ready for the Hagrid reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly look like him. I'll post a picture for you guys, and you can see. I mean, I Chain already seen it, but yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? I've still been playing The Division, a uh, little bit of Call of Duty, but mainly watching Harry Potter, kind of trying to bang out those movies as quickly as possible. Uh, so that's that's my weekly update. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, you guys should watch them again. They're actually really, like, I forget how good they are, you know? Do you ever feel like, do you get PTSD when you hear Hermione because you think of hemorrhoids and how much that affects you? <laughs> Where did that game come? That game completely out of, out of, out of left field. Are I just you think about how Daniel said that all your references are going to be Harry Potter references, so you're going to start calling your hemorrhoid Herm- Hermione. No, and man, then, what you- the hell? <laughs> That's so bizarre. No, no, man. Uh, okay. but, I, well, but I do encourage you guys to watch them again if you haven't seen them in a while. They're a lot of fun. So yeah, I have them on Blu-ray. I'll get around to it. I think I want to yeah. watch Lord of the Rings at some point again. That's also another movie I haven't watched in a very long time. 
So, like all the way through. I've seen snippets during the holidays. Like, I think during Christmas they usually have them on, but uh, I haven't like actually sat down and watched any of them from from start to finish in a long, 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 long time. It's the second one's the best one. But anyways, I've been uh, I've been really getting into drag culture for some reason. Like I've been watching a lot of RuPaul. Uh, it's been great. I've been I watched Paris is Burning, which is a like documentary film from the early '90s uh, slash late '80s. So I think it came out actually in like 1990 or so, and it's about the drag ball culture in New York City, and it follows a bunch of um, of the girls around from there. Cool. So I've been getting a, a, trying to broaden my perspective on a lot of that and, and get to understand it. I've been really practicing my voguing. That's my goal coming out of this quarantine is to be able to vogue really well. So we'll see how that goes. And what is voguing? Voguing is a style a style of dancing. <laughs> I don't know. What it is. It's basically what you see what you see Shane do anytime he walks into a room. <laughs> I wish it's pretty heavy, it's pretty heavily influenced by. Yeah, it's it's a lot in the arms. It's like supposed to be like still images like each move so you're like everything is like a pose and then it's uh-huh. like a lot and then like hands and arms and wailing them i'm doing it right now but you can't see me so it doesn't really make sense but um it's you ever seen that video of the little kid who's dancing to madonna there's like no. this little kid who's dancing to madonna from like the 90s on vhs uh we'll post it on the the instagram page and the listeners out there can see some voguing but that's my goal is to be as fabulous as that kid uh so that's been good i've been spending some quality time doing that um watching it with you know special friend right now (laughs) so it's been good um say blue eyes white dragon yeah we'll get we'll we'll discuss that that's a nickname yeah, That's a good reference, man. Yeah. Are you watching Yu-Gi-Oh again? Or- <laughs> <laughs> and outside of that, I've been watching uh, a lot of Scrubs uh, uh, since the last episode where you both suggested I watch it. Um, I've, I've watched it, and I love it. I think it's great. Um, I think it's hilarious. So I think we should get into that in a little bit for sure. Other than that, I've been cleaning. I rewired my whole uh, sound system area. Cable managed it and put lights uh, over top of my record collection. And today I cleaned out my closet. So it's been super productive for me. It's been really nice actually to slow down and take this time to uh, appreciate a lot of the finer things in life and uh, almost had a slip there and, you know, spend the time doing stuff that I've been putting off for so long, such as watching Scrubs. What about you, Daniel? What you been up to? Uh, well, I've been watching Scrubs just because I finally have a chance to watch it again. It's not on any streaming networks, unfortunately, in Canada. It's not, well, it is on iTunes, but it's expensive. It's like 30 bucks a season and I already own all the DVDs. So I don't feel like going through and changing out the DVDs. So luckily Shane has some very legitimate copies of all of the nine seasons of Scrubs and I've been streaming (laughs) them off of his, uh, server. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I think, you know, they started a pod, or I guess just to kind of lead up to why Scrubs, I guess, has had a little bit of a resurgence. So um, Shea Serrano, who works at The Ringer, and Arturo Torres uh, released a PDF a couple of weeks ago, I want to say now. Um, and it just was like essays about Scrubs. He did it with The Office before as well. It was really well done, and it's really, really funny. Um, so I was reading that. It kind of slowly got through it, and then they announced, they being Zach Braff and Donald Faison, announced that they'd be doing a re kind of a rewatchables podcast. So the two of them have been releasing 
um, a rewatch of the entire series, which is going to span about 180 episodes over the course of the next, I guess, how 180 weeks, I guess. Um, they just actually announced they're going to double up. They're going to release them on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so it'll be about 90 weeks instead. Still almost two years. Um, but that just kind of got me into the point where I kind of wanted to watch it again. It's been a few years since I've done my last kind of run-through of Scrubs. Yeah. I, um, I, I love I, it, man. Yeah, I, I never finished the whole series. I believe I stopped around, I want to say, season six. I, th- I think there's nine total, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes so it goes uh one to eight is like main show. It got renewed so that they could finish off season eight because season seven was in the midst of the writer's strike and then the episodes are kind of not like there weren't as many of them that season and also they just weren't as quality. They just kind of seemed patched together and they were a little bit out of order. And then season eight kind of brought it home because ABC picked up a con uh the uh, an order of, of season eight, so they finished it on ABC. And then season nine was kind of like a almost like a transition into what they wanted to be like the future of the show. And it just didn't really take off. So they ended it. So season nine feels very much like a bonus, like an epilogue. I'd say season eight is kind of where like the series finale is like the last episode of season eight is definitely one of the most emotional episodes in the, in the series. And it's really, really well done. So I would stop there if I was anybody that hasn't seen scrubs before, because season nine is kind of nice, but it's not really, it's not great. It's not up to the same as, as unnecessary. Yeah, it's a little unnecessary. Dave Franco's in it, which is awesome, but it's not great. Interesting. So yeah, I was watching that, and then Community's back on Netflix, so I've been watching Community. Um, I've gone through, I think, like three or four seasons already. I love that show. I forgot how great Abed and, and Donald Glover are in that show. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII came out on Friday, so I started that and still just kind of grinding some other games, playing The Division with Gabby and... Uh, yeah, just working on some slice stuff, you know. There's nothing nothing revolutionary, but lots of fun kind of nostalgia trips that I'm going on just watching shows and playing games that I enjoyed playing or, or watching when I was younger. So, it's been it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty pretty relaxing, I'd say. I also started Ori in The Whispering Wisps. Will of the Wisps. That's the one. Whatever. I started it. I played the like whispering, uh, whispering two hours of it. Man, the music in that game is so emotional. It takes such a toll on me that I'm like, I can only play it in, in a small burst. I played that two hours and I was like, okay, I, I can't play anymore. And you haven't played now in how long? Uh, like five days. Five Maybe days. Five days. Yeah, like five days. You should stream it, dude. We watch you play. I did stream it on Twitch. You did? Yeah. Did anybody watch? Uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon. Oh my god! <laughs> Thanks for sharing the link, bro. Yeah, no, no, you know, I just wanted to start it out, but yeah, next time I'll. Your allegiance changes so quickly. What? You won't even just you won't even just send your boys a link to watch you play the whispering. I just I board. just wanted the to get I wanted to get the groundwork done. I hadn't played the game in so long. Now that I'm used to it, I'll yeah, definitely. Dude, we're link. silent observers. We're not going to disrupt your fucking gameplay. I'll send the link. Your weird back. fascination with an overpowered Yu-Gi-Oh card. It's no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not interrupting anything man anyways let's get back to scrubs let's talk scrubs you guys want to talk scrubs let's talk scrubs yeah i'll talk about chain for a bit <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good that's, one uh, you call me a scrub that's what he's calling you wow this guy the s the s is in parentheses it could be scrub or scrubs you know, Daniel shaved. The one thing he forgot to tell you, you listeners, yeah, out there, is he shaved his beard and his mustache and his head now, and he looks like one of my testicles. So, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. 
Sure, I guess that's nice. Make <laughs> it a little bit cleaner. Make it a little bit cleaner. <laughs> but they do have glasses on them, so it is fair. Uh, you don't. You're not wearing glasses on your. No, I am. Vision? That's what I'm saying. When you go mining, you don't have glasses. I'm so confused by mining. That's really. That's a really confusing. Yeah, Shane goes mining. We'll talk about week. it later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, once a week when he goes mining. Uh, yeah, no, my head, my, I'm very, uh, I'm very testicular from the uh, shoulders up. <laughs> Jeez, you went from jeweler to family jewels, man. <laughs> if I push the top of my head a little bit back, it's like a fucking spitting image. It's so good. <laughs> We'll post a picture of Daniel's face on the on the gram so you guys can see. We'll oh do God. a side by side comparison. You'll uh, swipe. <laughs> guess. Oh my God. Okay, so let's talk scrubs. Let's talk scrubs. Uh, okay, so you've gotten through what? You finished the first season? Yeah, I finished the first season. Oh, you are like okay. completely. Have you started the second season yet? No, I haven't started the second season yet. So yeah, first season ends, I'm, I'm going to quiz myself, but I'm also going to ask just to validate. The first season ends with all of them sitting in the cafeteria at the hospital. And basically Jordan walks up to the table and just like lays everybody's dirty laundry out, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. So like Dr. Doc, Dr. Cox is in love with Carla. Uh, JD slept with uh, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Which Dr. Cox did not know. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of other things in between. Oh, yeah. Oh, Elliot is still into JD, yep. which is awkward. Yeah, okay. So, okay. And so that's the, season the, the fact that um, what's it, that Turk knew that uh, Cox, Cox was in love, in with, love Carla. With, with Carla, and Carla did yeah. not like that. Nope. But what was Carla's the... a spicy lady. She's yeah. not happy with Turk. She's Man, not. I, I kind of wish I rewatched it the same time with you. That would have been cool. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I had like when I when I watched it, it was. Three years ago, I watched it. I, I watched it when when I was on parental leave with Logan. Oh. Well, so I been, mean, feel free. Seen it. I can I can delay the second season so you can watch the first one. It's twenty minutes episodes, right? I think there's twenty episodes or so. Yeah, it's not long. It's it, you can you can power through it pretty succinctly, I'd say. Yeah, there's twenty four episodes in the first season. Uh, so you, I can wait for you and then the we can watch no, the rest no, no, no. you can you can continue i'm probably gonna find the, some links where it'll just refresh my memory because I've, I've already seen up to season like i think like i said season five or six okay so, well yeah. i mean so i watched the first season number one loved the chemistry in the show um, I think the characters, they play off each other so well. I was really surprised. One of the standout characters for me is the actual janitor. I think the janitor. Oh, yeah. He's great. Hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's so it, funny. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I think, you know, all the doctors are are really funny, like the actual doctors. I really like um, Dr. Cox. I think I is, is hilarious and his stupid sunglasses that he wears like they look so dumb in hindsight i don't know if it was meant to look dumb or if they were supposed to be cool back then but uh i thought it was yeah the, it sucked me right in real quick you guys got it right when you said like oh the flashbacks are totally your style the flashbacks yeah. are so outlandish but yet so relevant and some of the references that they make are hilarious like um when uh zach braff or jd turns into the hulk 
in, uh, yeah. in one of the flashbacks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. There's so yeah. many good good things that there's like the musical reference that they make between the surgeons and the doctors, and um, I. I cried in one of the episodes, like early on, I think episode four immediately started crying when they all talk about, like they all have three different patients and they all die on that day. And they talk about dealing with death and it's like, yeah, really sad. So it's, it's really, it's really interesting how this show can take you on such like an emotional journey. It makes you laugh. Like you guys were saying, like laugh, think and like respect the intelligence of the show, but then also really gets to the emotional part of it. And that's only season one. So I don't I, like going forward. I'm sure I'm just going to get sucked in even further. Yeah. There's some gut punches when you get to season three without spoiling it. There's an episode in season three with a guest star that will, I think it's one of the best episodes of the series. That'll probably get you. There's Are you going to say, is it the Brendan Fraser thing that you already spoiled to me? Uh, yeah, it's the Brendan Fraser episode. Uh, really, really, really good. But like season yeah. one has Brendan Fraser in it. That's what I was. I, he's, like, a re- re- he's a recurring character. He's a recurring character. Yeah. So yeah. he comes back in season three for an episode. And that's it's it's one of the best episodes of the series. Um, it just does some really, really intelligent um, like shooting and, and camera work. And the writing is really, really smart. And if you know. If you watch the episode, I would encourage you to go back and watch the episode again after you watched it the first time to pick up some of the nuance that they kind of leave in the episode. It's really, really well done. So that that's an episode that'll definitely be um, interesting. It takes you on quite a journey. And then episode, uh, sorry, in season five, there's a three episode arc, two, two or three episode arc um, called My Mentor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it deals with, uh, Dr. Cox and, and, and JD's relationship. And it's just really, it's really good, man. Like I, I would, it's some of the most genuine dialogue I think I've ever seen on like a, a sitcom is show. And I think that that's something that Scrubs does really well is it goes from si- sitcom to suspense to drama, like in literally half a second, like it could be JD laughing about something. And then your next scene just takes like such a different tonal shift yeah. But it still has those moments where it'll make you laugh, but it's mm-hmm. definitely on its way to making you a little bit more uncomfortable or, or may, maybe, um, you know, re- revealing something that you don't really expect to happen. So I'm excited for you to watch it. I think the, the mid seasons, I think five, pretty much up until five, I think it's, it's super, super strong. I think six, it wavers a little bit. And like I said, seven was in that area where the writer strike was going on. So it's not a great season, but then uh, season eight reels it in. And then season nine is kind of a, a little bit of a write-off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, if you don't have to watch it, I wouldn't, but I'd check it out if you do want a little bit more scrubs or a little bit more background. Um, and then the janitor, I love that you mentioned him because he's, uh, if you listen, I don't know if you, have you guys listened to the Donald Faison and, and Zach Braff podcast yet? No, no, not yet. So it's not just on the podcast, but they kind of do a little bit of trivia that the janitor was supposed to only be a figment of the imagine of uh, JD's imagination uh, in the first episode. And so a lot of Neil Flynn, the actor that plays the janitor, um, a lot of his stuff is improvised because they didn't actually have scripts like ready for that character. So basically everything that you see throughout the first season or a majority of what you see through the first season is them just putting Neil Flynn in front of the camera and just like letting it roll and seeing whatever he says if it fit the scene or if it was funny. And then you get a lot of good moments. Like when he's in the, um, when he's in the restaurant where he's supposed to meet up with the girl that turns out to be a drug addict. Uh, and he's just sitting there and he says, cancel the cobbler or something like that. There's some good outtakes of all the lines that he did. So the janitor definitely, um, he definitely sticks. Like I'm, I'm thankfully stuck around and he wasn't just a one-off character. Cause he turns out to be one of the more 
um, interesting characters on the show. So, yeah, and like when you get to see his dad, and his dad is the guy from um, the the guy who always played army sergeants. Who? What's the movie? Um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. The his, Michael, Michael Ironside. Yeah, him in that role. Like, there's so many good characters in the show like there's so many good actors who are on the show that yeah, come and do like just special like you know drop in one episode they're there the next episode like there was the the one with uh where jd gives away the the patient with meningitis yeah and there's the four doctors and all four of those doctors are like it's like mr feeney uh is in it and then there's three Mr. other Feeney. people. Yeah, Mr. Feeney's one of the doctors. Yeah, Mr. Feeney's one of the actors. One of the actors yeah. that plays the doctor, yeah. And then there's like three other actors who are all like, they're all actors. Like you would know them all from projects. And they're all just playing like this minor role in this one episode. And it's amazing that it's able to get all these people together. Yeah. The, the it's a good guest later like, on. Yeah. The, the character development in that show is really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. He, uh, Dr. Cox, I think is probably one of the characters that over the course of the show, like you, you, you know, that he's going to be somebody that they explore deeper. Cause they kind of hint at it in the first season. Like there's that episode where he drags JD to a bar in his pajamas and then pretends like nothing happened the next day. So yeah. they do lay a lot of foundation for, uh, Dr. Cox's character development. But I, I don't think I ever watched Scrubs when it was on like TV, like season by season, episode by episode. I've always kind of done a binge watch of it, but like dragging it out or not watching it just, you know, three or four seasons within a couple of days, like you definitely see the crumbs that they leave and then just how they're kind of bringing that or how they're kind of reeling it in. So Dr. Cox is probably, I think the character that stands out the most that they just, I don't know, man, he, you have such a love, hate relationship with him. He's a dick in some episodes and then there's episodes where you can't. He's great. Yeah. He's great. So good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a strong, really strong character. Yeah, strong character. John C. McGinley does an amazing job as him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, I I know you guys haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I would definitely check it out. Uh, they have three, two episodes out, and then there will be another two this week. So if you're doing your rewatch, Gabby, I would recommend it. They're about an hour, I think, and they talk about all kinds of stuff. They're talking about you know how they how how they met and their chemistry and stuff like that as they so, were starting to. So get what the what's the format of the podcast? Like they. They talk about each episode, like as yeah. as they're watching it, or. Uh yes, I would say I I from the first two that I listened to, like they're not doing like a scene by scene breakdown, but they'll like they'll talk about the first time that Turk or sorry Donald Faison and Zach Braff like met or like what their audition was, and that's the scene that they had to audition for, for example, in the pilot. So it's not like, like frame by frame, they go like, this is what happens in this scene, like a DVD commentary. It's more so like they're having a dialogue and it's almost like the episode is playing in the background. And every so often they'll, they'll see something in the episode that they dissect and talk about a little bit more. But a lot of it is just anecdotal, at least the first episode, it's just the pilot, but a lot of the first episode was just anecdotal. And I'm talking about what it was like getting into the show and, and the stories behind um, the network and stuff like that piloting it and, and what the rollout looked like. So it's really good. It's really cool to listen to. Cool. I, I will definitely yeah. check it out at some point. I do need to start like watching it again just so I can get into that mindset, you know? Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, I man. would love for you to watch it alongside me so we could talk about it on our numerous FaceTime calls and <laughs> yeah, throughout the day. Yeah. Who's your favorite character so far, do you think? Me? Yeah. 
I love JD, man. I think Zach Braff is so good. Like he I, is so I, good. Uh, like he, I think his dynamic with every character is the most interesting. Like I think it's, and I, I think that's the way that the show is designed to be, anyway. So I think it's pretty much like it's almost a cop out to say that. But outside of him, I think I do think the janitor is probably my uh, my favorite. The way that he always just comes in and just like deals it. Is he a sleeper character? Yeah, he's a sleeper. He's just so deadpan. He's so, de- or even the uh, what's the the surgeon's name with the who wears the flame hat? He's always like, give it up, like high fives everyone. Uh, Todd, he, Todd, yeah, and he always like turns everything into like banging. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good shit. There's that yeah. there's that scene where he's in the cafeteria with him and Turk, and he uh, he's avoiding to to high five him, and he just does like the eater eater, like kind of like halfway in between. Just it's a so so day, and then he turns it into an innuendo. Yeah, and tell yeah. Him he earns it. yeah. He's like, yeah, that's the, like my car. Eater, eater, eater. <laughs> <laughs> does, do you think uh, I'm gonna ask Shane this? Um, so JD, do you think he reminds you a little bit of Kyle? I mean, I, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> okay, we can take it offline if you want. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think he he does not remind me of Kyle. Not, like not even a little bit. No, I don't think so. I think I think JD is different in a lot of ways. He's more right. free. He's more of a free I, spirit. I, I would agree. I would agree. I'm not like I guess. I guess like their mannerisms or like the way they. They like to make jokes. Yeah, they're, I find Shane is more like JD. Like he's almost yeah. like a mix between you and 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 Kyle. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. when I was watching it for the first time, like he reminded me a lot of him. And yeah, JD JD is really funny. They're all really funny. Even even the Turks really is hilarious. His his relationship with Turk uh, is amazing. Yeah, is yeah. so good. It's like so that's... good. That's the type of relationship I want. Like the yeah. way that they just like babe everything and everything's just so chill. There's the one scene where they have the therapist or the one um, episode where there's a therapist that comes in to talk. I love that episode. I just watched that episode right before we started recording. And at the end when they're both describing like their love for each other or like how they feel in their relationship, it's like perfectly echoed between both of them. I just love that. I find that so heartwarming. The inner Pisces in me, that's like the hopeless romantic is just like infatuated with that kind of idea oh you're in for a, a bumpy ride then my friend <laughs> <laughs> thanks man no problem man no yeah it's i'm trying to think i think yeah i think jd's my favorite character as well i also like like uh the who's the who's the what's the name of the guy who's in charge of the whole hospital i think he's bob really funny too. kelso kelso yeah bob kelso he's yeah. he's low-key pretty funny as well the episode where he he they f- they're playing his country music and he's like a country music singer. And yeah, they find yeah. yeah. I just he love how they villa villa villa. What's the villa file? Villify yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. good. Job, sport. <laughs> <laughs> he gets really his relationship with Doctor Cox as the show goes on is probably one of my favorite parts of the show. By the time that like season I want to say season seven or eight rolls around, the dynamic that the two of them have is really good. Like it's it it changes your perspective of Kelso. I think Kelso's like a lovable villain. Like you kinda hate him in the first couple seasons, but he has his lovable moments. But as the show expands, like you definitely get to to see a little bit more of the human side of him and it opens up to like I think there's an episode that talks about him being a young doctor and like 
when he was a little bit more similar to Dr. Cox. So there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good foundation there for Kelso's character. So he's somebody I would get excited about learning more about. Oh, I also just remembered, was it his, was it Kelso's assistant? That one guy who's like, yeah, Ted, Ted. Yeah, he's really funny too, man. The episode, there's an episode where it's her. Oh, the lawyer. Five, five, many, yeah. There's a scene in one of the first episodes where Ted or uh, Turk goes to high five Ted and he fucking ducks because he thinks he's gonna hit him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so good. The lawyer is really funny. The lawyer. What's is the so lawyer's funny. name again in the show? And he's Ted. such Ted, yeah. And he's such a good singer. Yeah, there's like the where there's like yeah we have a uh, like a quartet we sing old uh, old cartoon theme songs and then they're singing all the uh, like they're singing danger what's it danger dog or whatever that thing is oh my god yeah he's he's actually, he's one of my favorite characters too he was so good he's really funny yeah worthless peons that's the name of the band yeah he has a real he has a real acapella group, and they do a cover later in the show of Hey Ya uh, by Outkast. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, he's funny. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. I, I, like, I, I'm really excited for you to, to keep uh, to keep watching and, and getting into some of the seasons that that, uh, that have a lot more character development in them. The first season's great. Don't Nothing to take away from it, but season two and season three really start to, to, to take off, and then season five, I think, is where it kind of peaks. So you're in, for, you're in for a treat. You're in for a ride, man. So if you guys had to pick a character in the show that you thought that you were, who would it be? JD. <laughs> Honestly, I I think I'd say Turk, I guess. I don't really know, man. You're the Todd, dude. You're the Todd, for sure. Who, who's the Todd? Gabby? Yeah. Yeah. Which one's Todd? The, 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 the asexual dude that just grabs everybody and sexually harasses everybody against their will. Oh, he what? always wants to be high fived. He, he always, always high fiving people. Get out of here! That, oh no, that's everything. not me. No, I don't know who that is. Fuck that guy. Are you <laughs> stupid? Why don't I'd we probably, pick? I'd we be. Should, I'd, I'd be. Uh, I'd be for each other. Do you want to pick for each other? Yeah, I'd, I'd pick, pick for each other. Okay. Okay. So pick your own, and then and then we'll pick for each other. I so pick you JT. say. You say JD, Gabby. You think Turk? I'm Turk. Yeah, I'll be Turk. Okay. I I think I think I'm probably closest to Turk. I don't feel entirely like Turk, but I feel like there's some closeness there. You can't dance like Turk. That's the problem. I, I can't think dance like Turk. No, I can't. Gabby's closer to dancing like Turk than you are. Sure. I don't discount that. I would say you're more <laughs> of Todd. You're more. I would pick Todd for you. Dude, he's a sex offender. He's not a sex <laughs> offender in the first season. He just talks about <laughs> the first season. The first season. Yeah, I'll talk about the first season. That's Dude, the so Todd funny. is is entirely motivated by his penis. I would like to. Yeah, think that's not okay, man. But then, no, he's not because there's the one scene where, or the yeah, the one scene where they're trying to. He's trying to get the doctor to or the surgeon to choose his favorite surgeon. And then the Todd is talking about all the different like reasons that he wants to do this surgery, and it's all so perfectly like textbook. He's all in a bandana too. Yeah, and he's like he's talking because he's talking to the two girls, and he's like reading this piece of paper so intelligently. But then the next scene is like he comes up to Turk. He's like, "What's up, Turk? High five!" Like and then <laughs> high five. That's so you, Ortega. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't think I'm solid, man. That's hilarious. It's okay. I don't know if it, I, I. It's not who I would put myself, but if that's who's chosen for me, that's fine. I don't think any of us are Todd, man. Let's be real. No, I don't think any of us are Todd. 
Okay, so who who would you pick for Ortega then, Gabby? Who would I pick for Ortega? Yeah. He's the janitor. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's so good. Yeah. He's either the janitor or Kelso, I think. (laughs) Kelso? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I okay, think Gabby, you could be Turk, I think, is a good pick for you. I think Turk is a good pick for me, too. Yeah. I think so. Because you always like living that lifestyle where you're just like, man, just fuck it. Like, just do it. Like, do, <laughs> like who cares? Just go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Then now you have to pick someone for me. I'd say spot on. You're, you're JD, dude. Yes. Uh, Laverne. I think you're like Laverne. Laverne? Which one's Laverne? The nurse. The oh, nurse. the sassy nurse? The sassy older nurse? nurse. Yeah, <laughs> Where she's like, I got tickets to see LL Cool J's. <laughs> Bring the noise. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I could see that. that. I could see that beat me. No, I think it's it's got to be JD. I think, yeah, I think JD. I think JD's meaner. I don't think Shane is as mean as JD. JD said some pretty fucking. I don't know, dude. Shane could be mean, bro. No, but like, there's an episode. So the episode that Shane was just talking about, where uh, where JD and Elliot like like first like admit, I guess that they that they want to whatever they want to hook up or they want to date, and he says something to the effect of like, "Don't be jealous," or, or so, I don't. Know, it's just a very thoughtless thing to say, and he just does. He knows that it's going to be something that he's that's like mean spirited, but he goes and says it anyways. I don't think Shane would do something like that. I think Shane might do the mean thing. I just don't think he would say. <laughs> you think distinction there? I don't That's know. So man. rude, man. I don't know. JD's not—he's not a dick at heart, though. Like he means well. That's the thing, right? He so. does a lot of dickish stuff in the show, man. He does a lot of selfish shit in the show. JD's—I like JD. He's funny and he makes me laugh a lot. But like, when you take when you take a look at his character over the course of the show, like he does a lot of selfish shit. That's just like—it's not yeah, great. But keep in mind. I'm pick. I'm making my pick based off the first season. Yeah. So keep, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll That's do this after true. the first season. We'll do it again after the show comes to a conclusion. We'll see who's who's the most like everybody at the end of the show. <laughs> we're all gonna be Turk. <laughs> <laughs> we're all Turk at the end of it. Yeah, we're all just Turk. We're all Kelso. <laughs> well done, old sport. I, think I, would def- I definitely feel like older Kelso, like in the later seasons. I'm not going to spoil it for you, Shane, but there's the- Kelso developed something in the last couple seasons that I'm like, yeah, man, that's totally me. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll come back to this. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll see our post scrubs watch through or uh, yeah, watch through. We'll we'll re-identify our characters. Ourselves we should we should try and do like season season by season. At like we'll maybe we can do that. Maybe we'll do like once a month or like once every two weeks or something like that, bi-weekly or something. Yeah, we can do that. We'll talk. We'll cut. We'll check in as we finish seasons. That's a good idea, Gabby. I like that. Cool. Yeah, I'm done. So that wraps up Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like talking about it really makes me want to watch it. Watch it again. Yeah, you should. Watching it and Community at the same time. There's a lot of uh, just like writing consistencies. I feel like they were. I don't know. I don't know if there's if there is a writing staff that contributed to it, but there's a lot of moments that just feel very scrubsy in some of the earlier seasons of Community. 
it's not like it's not like copied and pasted, but it definitely feels like they had some influence on one another or in one direction. Same with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I know I said this on the last episode, but the three of them almost exist in the same like. If you had to put them in like a quadrant of comedy, I feel like they very much exist in in a, in a similar area to one another. I just think the way they're shot is just very similar, right? In terms of like the way they storytell. Yeah, I think Brooklyn Nine Nine probably closest to to Scrubs. I think it has that same. It has a very similar feel. Yeah. Um, we played. Well, Gabby, I was telling Gabby actually yesterday. So I started playing Final Fantasy VII again. Shane, this is where you could just, you could, if you want to go, man, you're welcome to. You could just tune out. But dude, I love uh, JRPGs so much. You're a new so person. Much. So much. I am so JD. Much. I am JD. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is. Uh, it came out on Friday. It's pretty. It's good. It's really good. It's it's beautiful. They're expanding on a lot of the uh, the kind of like finer elements of the story. So it's doing it's doing wonders for me. Like taking me back to when I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time, which must have been at least like a decade and a half ago. So there's quite a bit to unpack. Like I don't remember every single story element and every like beat, but apparently there's a lot more uh, nuance and a lot more dragged out story elements. Uh, that talk about like Soldier and Avalanche and a little bit more. Well, yeah, because the, the the remake, well, the game that came out, like I, I wish they kind of like called it Part One or something like that, because like calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake is kind of like giving me a little bit of a it's misleading. It's a little misleading because it's not the full game. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, Final Fantasy Seven came out in '97. That's crazy. How long ago was that? Twenty twenty minus twenty three years ago. That's crazy, yeah. yeah so that's crazy. why that's why it feels like it's the way you're, you're describing it, and that's kind of really why I want to like kind of play it. Like I'm I'm kind of holding off right now. I I don't know. I might give in, but I'd love you to can hear borrow more my of your copy. Experience. When I'm done with it, you can borrow my copy. You don't have to buy a copy. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more about it, though. I'd love to hear more of your what you're. So, what you're going I mean, again, like it's beautiful. I think like Final Fantasy is always one of the the, the forerunners for beautiful cinematics and trying to get like gameplay to look very similar to what they're aiming for with their cinematics. Like I think about a final fantasy 10 and just how gorgeous the cutscenes were in those, uh, in those two games. Um, and then the, obviously the technology at the time, not being able to kind of match it. This really feels like it's pretty seamless in the way that the cutscenes are to when you're actually playing the game itself, just like walking through Midgar and it being completely three-dimensional and and rendered like in really really high quality it's beautiful like there's at least three or four times where i've just kind of stopped and look around and be like man like you know when you're playing final fantasy 7 and it's all a little yeah. bit more pixely and you're like what would this look like if it was blown up to scale yeah like it does a really good job of giving you the scope of like how big midgar is and like how how much it feels like this cyberpunky or like steampunky world where there's a lot of ruin and there's a lot of like I don't know, uncertainty into who kind of runs Midgar. So I I love it. So far, I played probably about like two hours last night. I really planned on just playing through the demo portion so that I could get past the demo and then continue from where I left off. But I ended up playing probably a couple hours um, blowing up the first reactor, the Mako reactor, and then or the Mako reactor, and then just meeting Sephiroth and Aerith and stuff like that for the first time. So it's it's good. The battle system, I know that we had a little bit of a different opinion on it, Gabby, but I, I honestly am a fan of it. I, I like the way that it just kind of... Um, I know it's not as tight. We kind of discussed this, but it's not as tight as as, as Final Fantasy fifteen kind of um, really refined that, that battle system. But yeah. I think the way that they integrate like 
you don't go into battles. It really is if you're running down the street and you and you engage with enemies, like it's pretty seamless in the way that you just get out of that interaction. Right. Um, and I like the 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 system, the ATB system, and all that kind of stuff. I like the way that they've integrated it. So it does feel quite a bit different. Obviously, it's not a turn-based game anymore, the way that it was in the original Final Fantasy. But yeah, it's I, more of an action RPG. Yeah, it's more of an action RPG, and I think it, it's a lot more on the fly. You get out of battles a lot sooner. You can probably finish off weaker enemies within about you know 30 seconds of running into them in the, some of the earlier parts of the game, and then some of the waves of en- enemies that you get a little bit later when you're actually in Midgar, once you've blown up the macro reactor, yeah. um, you start to see how it can be a little bit more complex and how you have to be a little bit more thoughtful in your movement and, and when you use your ATB, when you use your limit break and stuff like that. I'm really excited to see summons and see what Bahamut looks like, like later in the game. So there's a lot of stuff that you don't get to see in Midgar yeah. um, that I'm really excited to see like later when, you know, part two, part three, whatever, how many parts they're going to do come out like that's one of the most exciting things for me to, to that i'm really really waiting to see i don't know because I, I i honestly don't know i know that this ends at the end of midgar but i don't quite remember and i don't really want to google it but i don't know whether you, you get introduced to summons before you leave midgar or whether that's when you get into the open world so i i kind of want to keep the mystery of it but i'd be pretty stoked if there was some sort of summon that you get to do early on in the game at least in this part one yeah honestly i don't i don't remember either so I'm excited to hear from you when you play it. But yeah, I'm down to borrow your copy when you're done. My my only worry is like I I just hope that they end up releasing the rest of the game like in a reasonable timeline. So like that's my only that's my only worry, man. Like they're just giving us this like tease of a game and then who knows how long it's going to be until they release the next portion of the game. So it's Square Enix, so it's always it always feels like it's going to be years like it, it might not even be on ps4 by the time that they're ready to release part two because ps5 and xbox series x are coming out later this year but yeah i they did say and again it's square enix so you can't you can't really take it as like as like bible like it's it's pretty much going to be up in the air when it comes out but they did say the hardest part was going to be building the systems and drawing out what the timeline was going to be for the first game and being able to like fragment it, you know, obviously build the engine or rebuild the engine, all that kind of stuff. I imagine a lot more work had to go into this game. than we'll have to go into the sequels. I'm also curious, like the way that you're like, if your game save will just carry over or whether they're going to have you hit like a check, like, are they going to borrow the mass effect? Um, standard where, yeah. yeah, where you like all your decisions and everything that you've done in terms of who you've leveled and stuff like that gets, like directly segue into the next game. And then on top of that, you know, if it is cross generational, how does that work into PlayStation five? Like, is it just going to be able to incorporate it? So I do have a lot of questions, but For so sure. far so good, man. I, yeah. I enjoy every minute I've played so far. I've really enjoyed it. I've heard really good things. Like my biggest thing is like, I feel like I'd just play the game, like really, really play the game just to like listen to the music again. Cause that music is so fucking good. So good. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It's so good. That has one of the best soundtracks in a video game. I find anyways. But yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I hear really good things. I'm really tempted to play it as well. But like I said, like I told you, like offline, like if I pl- if I buy this game, it's it's only gonna take away from me playing the division, and I really want to play the division. <laughs> so I I don't have time for that game right now. But I'm excited for you, and I'm happy for you, and the rest of the world who's been waiting for this game. I'll send you the important bits. Like if there's parts of it that I, like I when I saw Sephiroth last night for a show up, I was like, oh man. I yeah. almost sent you a screen cap of it, but I I, I held off because I it's, want you to be excited when you play it. I I wonder I wonder if they're gonna 
It'd be cool if they did the same treatment for like another game as well. Like all the old ones. Like eight, nine, six. I think even six would be fucking badass. Six is one 70. of the six is one of like the greatest Imagine imagine they imagine they did a, a Chrono Trigger remake. People would lose their Chrono, minds. Chrono Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger are some of the best RPGs I ever played for PlayStation One. So I I'm they redid it for I think it was DS a couple of years ago, and then there's an iOS version, but like an actual remake of Chrono Cross. That's what I'm saying, like an actual oh from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd yeah. be I'd be stoked for that. Kind of they did it with the Secret of Mana. Or I guess that's not Square Enix, is it? I think it is. Um, I don't know. I have right to now. look it up. I'm not too sure, but Secret of Mana got a remake, and it didn't really work out the way. Yeah, it is. It is. It is, uh, it is Square Enix. It is Square. Yeah, I figured yeah. it was Square Enix. So. I'm kind of tentative about whether they do it to some of the older Final Fantasy titles. I think it would work really well with like eight and nine. I think nine is underrated. I, I think eight is also underrated. I think seven just set the standard for so long that that's the that's the quintessential Final Fantasy game for such a, a large number of people. And then yeah, and I, I feel like the standard was set by such strong characters, like such yeah. like strong like a like a strong villain like Sephiroth, which yeah. people just completely fell in love with. So. Well, I think it's a testament to the fact that, like, you still see Cloud appear in, like, Smash Bros. And, and out of all the Final Fantasy characters over the years, it's the Final Fantasy seven characters that are usually the ones that appear in, like, cross-promotion or cross-marketing or in yeah. other games. Actually, yeah. It, yeah, the power of those characters can't really be understated, especially Cloud. I think Cloud really stands out. And his sword, too. Iconic. Yeah, the Buster Sword. For which sure. I carried on the subway at one point in time from the original Fan Expo. I bought a Buster Sword. You have one? I've never seen it. No, I sold it. I sold it like a like oh, no. my buddy. Yeah, I carried it on the subway, and I was like, "Man, what you am I doing? Like, what do I? What do I need a sword for?" I, kept it, yeah. I thought about it when I was playing yesterday. I was like, "Man, if I had my Buster Sword right now." play with garris like what up just, bro <laughs> he could be your he could be your summon <laughs> yeah i would just mount it on his back so good. that's awesome that's awesome yeah man um yeah so that's the final fantasy 7 recap so far so we'll see where we get to shane literally has not said a word which is awesome he said he muted his mic he went to order i know pizza. i know i know he went to go order his pizza yeah i ordered uh, a pizza it's coming soon so really for that. yeah shout out to venezia local heroes support your local businesses yeah, Shane, did a, uh, Shane did a Shane uh, did a pizza summon. Um, I do not understand that reference. That's okay. That you came back at the perfect time for us to segue back into uh, into you joining us again. So welcome back, Shane. Thanks. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Is there anything else we did over the last couple weeks that, or I guess the last week since we last recorded that you guys want to talk about? I think that's. I think we capped everything. I think we did. I'm going to watch so. Harry Potter tonight. And then I'll, are you on right now? Uh, Order of the Phoenix. Oh, you're pretty far along. Yeah, halfway through. I believe there's eight movies, right? Because the last one was two-parter. Yeah, yeah. I'm are watching. you in? Uh, are you watching them on? Do you own them? I own them Blu-ray. Yeah, I have the collection. The, the... Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but I believe five, six, seven, and seven two are all on Netflix. But I'll probably just watch the Blu-rays. Yeah, I might as well just watch the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Shane, you were going to say something? Yeah, I'm watching uh, hopefully some of season 9 of RuPaul tonight. I'm watching 9, 10, and 12 simultaneously the seasons. It's pretty wild. So You're watching Why three different seasons at the same time? Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends. So 
if it depends there's some factors so season 12 i'm watching on my own season uh nine i'm watching uh with blue eyes white dragon so i'm watching it with courtney and and her sister and then season 10 i'm watching with just courtney so depending if she's at her sister's or not will depend on the seasons we watch we're we're name dropping now I'll just name drop. I mean, like, I don't, I didn't, I could come up with something clever <laughs> for her sister's name. I only know one, one Yu Gi Oh! Black Eyes, Red Dragon. Exodia, bro. Exodia. Exodia. That's the stone one, right? Where that has all the different parts that you needed to collect. Is yeah, the and then you, you instantly win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the penis, the forearm. Oh, relax. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. Well, it's great because she won't listen this far into the podcast anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, anyways, that's my uh, All right, dudes. My quarantine recap. It's Wicked. been fun kicking it again. 100%. Almost a pleasure. We will, talk, we will talk again soon. We will We will do our Scrubs recap if we get through another season, which is definitely possible. But if not, then we will talk about our uh, our escapades this week, next week on the podcast again. Sounds good. And then we still, have some total, we still have some other projects on the way too that we have recorded between Shane and I. We're just unsure of when they're going to come out, but they will be out soon. They are done. We we're just looking for the right time to to release drop. them. Some yeah. bonus drop. pods? Yeah. No, they'll be our main pods if we want to take a break, if we don't want to meet up for a week, or if one of us is angry at the other. <laughs> for whatever reason. I'm always one angry of us at I know. Yeah. It's really it's crazy how since Paul left, you've just projected on me, and I've really just ran with it <laughs> i enjoy it it's, it's i really okay. do i love it, you so it brings, much. Out, it brings out the best in me um i'm okay, the cox to your jd you're the cox to my yeah you're the cox to my uh yeah for sure man <laughs> oh god all right peace out everybody okay. all right hey guys, have a great week. stay safe See, uh, it's been a slice it's been a slice stay safe